You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapades Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Rebecca, and Matt. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 868, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us over here at the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you are looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. You could just text us. We've got Vicki, Rebecca, Matt, or myself, Stephanie. The number is 636-373-4497. And of course, we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So just contact one of us today. So some sad news from Anaheim, California this week. Um, it seems that Fantasmic is not going to be returning, which makes me super sad because I know how badly Gina wanted me to see it. If you don't remember, we did report on this that earlier in the year, a fire occurred with the dragon. It caused the show to cl- um, close down. And then they said it was going to be closed for a short time, Then, but they didn't give a date. Um, the show's been running for 30 years. And they recently re- replaced it with the heartbeat of Nor- New Orleans featuring jazz music and scenes from the Princess and the Frog. And Matt, were you the one that said it seemed like they're just trying to fill time? Yeah, it seemed very thrown together. Well, apparently people like it. So a new nighttime show at Disneyland Park is going to animate original artwork by Disney Live Entertainment graphic designer Marcella, in quotes, Marcy Sweat making it a unique art installation. It is said to be the perfect addition to New Orleans Square, and it adds to the Louisiana-inspired culinary adventure guests can bark on Blue Bayou Restaurant as they watch the boats in Pirates of the Caribbean. So, c'est la vie to Fantasmic there. But never fear, we still have it in the world, so come visit the world. Right. Come on over to Florida. I'm sad, though. Yeah. Yeah, their Fantasmic looked next level. Mm-hmm. She said it was. That is sad. That's a loss for them. It is. Normally it's us losing things though. So Steph's okay with it. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> Tip for tat here. <laughs> uh, so a guest found out and actually rather unpleasantly, she found out um, that theme park rules are legit. Whether or not you know what the rules are, you're going to have to face the consequences. And it was kind of embarrassing for her. And you kind of feel bad after watching the video. So this Instagram user, her name is at joys underscore world underscore 101, which is kind of sad that that's like her handle. And this was not joyful at all. <laughs> um, she shared her experience during and after being escorted by the Disney security cast members just minutes after entering Epcot as one of the somebody recorded her. Um, and they kept telling her that she was in trouble. She had to walk behind beside the Disney police. So it all went down with 
a very easy to mix up misunderstanding. Um, at first, she just thought she was in trouble because her ticket wasn't scanning. And she was like, oh, maybe I'm being detained for that reason. She had no idea anything else she had done. Um, but a cast member did ask her if she had a change of clothes, which threw her off. She says no. So the guest then explained that she had attended Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party the night before. And she saw other guests wearing their costumes because that's what they do at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, not during the day. So she assumed that it was okay for her to wear a costume in the park. Um, and so she had no idea of the policy. She just had this misunderstanding. She was forced to go into a dressing room that was provided for her. Um, and you know, that tic-tac challenge where you wear something inappropriate and Disney gives you free clothes. Well, it's not like that anymore. There are new policies in place. She went in and they, um, provided her with clothing that she then had to pay for if she wanted to enter the parks that day. So it was kind of a bummer. Um, again, really important that you know the rules before going into the park. But I also, if she hadn't gone to the, like maybe she wasn't actually at the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Like if she was at Magic Kingdom on a party day and that like four to six time when there's just random people in the park who are going to the party later on who are wearing their costumes, I could see how it'd be a little bit confusing. Yeah, I could also see how you're at Epcot and there's not a single person around you in a costume. Right. Okay, that's true. You're not at a Halloween party, you know, like if you rope drop Magic Kingdom the day of a party, usually they'll let you wear your costume because some crazy people do that and they wear it all day long and all night long. But uh, yeah, I'm glad they're enforcing stuff because that they never seem to enforce things. So enforce more policy. Follow the rules, people. <laughs> Reminds me of Legally Blonde when, when they tell her that it's a costume party and she shows up as Jessica Rabbit or... As a paley boy rabbit, nobody else is dressed up. Yeah. It maybe should have occurred to her. I wondered what she was wearing, too, because apparently... I know. But it's taken down, so you can't see it now. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being nosy. I mean, I'll be real <laughs> honest. All right. Well, I have our first Say It Ain't So. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. When are people going to realize that it that if you share tips on social media of how to break the rules, Disney will catch on? Disney allows children two and under to enter the park for free, but guests have shown themselves cheating the system in videos. The same goes for the rule that children 10 and over must have an adult ticket to enter the park. Parents have bragged on social media that they lied about their children's birthday to get a child's ticket. Up until now, Disneyland has, hasn't asked for guests to prove their child's ages, but it looks like this may have to change. Sadly, the honest parents will have to pay for the ignorance of those that choose to cheat the system. People, please don't ruin things for everyone else. Just live by the golden rule. Isn't it like $30 difference from a, right. a child's ticket to an adult ticket or 40 I don't like, even know if it's that. I feel like it's cheaper. Like it's like $15. Yeah. It's like something ridiculous. They showed one of them. Um, one of the things was the younger one, or it was an older kid than two, in a stroller. And it set, reads across the front of the stroller, um, four-year-old getting in for two-year-old pricing, free. And then the, the whole thing with, and I know that some kids look smaller than others, but in our school, I feel like the kids that are 10 look 14 years old, some yeah, of them. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm mean, just... at Silver Dollar City, you have to bring your birth certificate. Oh, I didn't realize that. 
Uh, well, maybe it was for the pass, but I remember we went to Silver Dollar City and they asked for it is for the pass. A birth certificate and we didn't have it. And I was like, um, I have I didn't bring it. And they were like, well, you have to. So I went on my phone and I was like, I'm telling you their birthday right now. Look on my phone. There are pictures of me on Google. Like it says the date on Google. Here are all the pictures of me in the hospital that day having this. Like, here's the baby. <laughs> like, this is their birthday. Do you believe me now? <laughs> they eventually let her go in. But I'm like, I, I wasn't going to be able to go in the park because I didn't have a birth certificate. I just think it's so sad that not only are they cheating, they're bragging about it. Yeah. And then the rest of us end up being punished for their stupidity and arrogance. Yep. And as if Disneyland security wasn't like Gestapo enough, now they're going to be carding mm-hmm. everybody, you know, you're like, you know, we need to step behind this mirror. We need to do a strip search. I'm going right. to slow it down to like having to card all these children. Yeah. And it was super slow already. So thanks everyone. Maybe they could do something like cruise lines do, where you like have to upload a picture of their birth certificate or something. No. Yeah, that would be better for sure. Well, some more wonderful news. This from the wonderful world of Mandalorian. The lead costume designer, Shauna Trippick, uh, for The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett has passed away. While we realize she ha- hasn't a lead character in the show, Mando's iconic chrome armor, Boba Fett's refurbished Beskar, and Ashaka Tano's new garb are some of the more unique costumes in Star Wars. And Shauna's unique designs made them stand out in the world of Star Wars. Dave Filoni had this to say. Shauna had a deep love and appreciation for Star Wars. You can see that in every piece of work that she did with us. She loved everything about being a part of these stories, including connecting with fans and being a part of that community. I feel like she's always been a part of Star Wars. Her her costumes tell a story, providing a suggestion of a life experience that happened before the cameras rolled. I love collaborating with Shauna, and I will miss her presence. Uh, Rest in peace, Shauna. Your legacy will live on in these shows forever, and hopefully your family can look at that and be like, as your legacy, so... She was young. I They didn't say, I mean, I don't want to pry in someone's life either. But these days, if they don't say, that makes me feel like it's suicide. And I don't know that for sure. But I mean, typically if it's cancer or they had a heart attack, they say something and they didn't. And it's ongoing. I feel like we need to be talking about it more in schools and stuff. Yeah, we need to do a lot more letting our kids vent and, and talk. I agree. Lots of stuff going on. So Disney surprised their guests this weekend at Epcot by having a soft opening of The Journey of Water inspired by Moana. Journey of Water was originally set to open on Monday, October 16th, when I will be there. But it opened on Friday, October 6th. Guests were led into this long-awaited section of Epcot. And the great news to that, Mr. Matt, is that part of the walls came down, so less wall cut for you to deal with. It's open on select days and hours leading up to its official opening on October 16th, which is next Monday. Guests may join a virtual queue to get a chance to view the area before any other guests. Those that have seen this area that it's breathtaking and beautiful, are peaceful, excuse me, in our crazy busy world, this area gives a piece of tranquility. And I can't wait to see it next week. And actually, my clients are there right now. And she sent me pictures and she said, guess what we got to do? And it was pictures Aww. of them in the journey of Moana. And I said, I'm so happy because it's their first time ever. Oh, wow. And so they're super excited. Yeah. It looks beautiful. They just kept adding on more. They First, they said, maybe not the photo pass. Then they called. They needed the photo pass. Then they said, oh, we don't want to do mirrors. But then they decided that was part of the experience. And um, then they decided to come in a day earlier so they could have two days at Magic Kingdom. 
but we couldn't get them in wilderness. So they stayed at Pop Century for one night. So I think it's awesome. All great decisions. Yeah, no, this makes me super excited to get back to Epcot, like to see Epcot shine again and not just be a walking construction zone. Like, I mean, those walls are just uh, like just soul crushing. <laughs> yep, yep. And yep. Yes. Okay. So um, there's tons of airlines. We know that fly to Orlando and I've done both flying and driving. And let me tell you, it is nice to be able to fly and visit Mickey and friends. But of course, we also know that the airlines have been struggling a little bit since the pandemic. There have been lots of cancellations, delays, all that jazz. Well, Southwest is trying to make it a little bit easier by adding two nonstop flights. The first is going to be to and from Cincinnati, Ohio, um, which they're going to be offering these flights twice per week until November 4th. And then the second route that's back is to and from Tulsa, Oklahoma. This route is also available two times per week. Southwest is constantly posting sales. It's a really good idea to sign up with Southwest so you can get their emails, you can get their texts. The deals are normally pretty good deals. And keep in mind, Southwest is that airline that allows you to check two suitcases at no additional cost. Those things add up. Um, Also, if you fly Southwest, make sure that you are signing on and checking in to your flight 24 hours before so you are getting a better boarding group because they do not assign seats. It is open seating. Right. Unless you do early bird. Yes. If you pay for early bird. I can't stay in Southwest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're so expensive like i remember back in the day like that was like the cheap cause I, we used to go down to arizona a lot to puerto penasco in mexico and that was like the cheap airline and now it's more expensive than american like i'm all aboard frontier from you maybe because it's not for us no is it just from chicago yeah it's always the highest hmm. They're always the highest airline. No, it's always. And the, and the thing is, the client that I was just talking about flew Delta and I begged her. But when you live in Atlanta, Rebecca knows people think that Delta is it because that's the hub. That does not make it a great airline. Yeah. No, it does not. And she got delayed and she was freaking out. And I'm like, no, you don't have to worry about mirrors. They keep track of the flights and you'll still be able to get to your resort. That was her greatest concern because her reservation wasn't until later that night. They were able to move them to a two hour flight later. But um, I was like, then that's the second one. The other one was the one that got canceled on the way to Europe. This is just two of my clients. They got canceled on the way to Europe and we're still fighting because Expedia says it's Delta's fault, which it is. They canceled the flight and Delta saying Expedia's fault because they bought it through them. We went through the same thing with my client that went to New Orleans and got canceled. Um, Expedia blames Delta. Delta blames Expedia. However, I was able to get her boarding pass she took a picture of it and we were able to send that for the other flight the flight that she was able to get on to Expedia and that solved our problem okay she was able to show that she didn't just cancel the flight the flight was canceled and she had to take another so Expedia accepted that okay so that's what I need good advice I think Delta should have fixed it they canceled it Right. Now, I do have to say Delta did a fantastic package for the client that I had stuck in New Orleans. They gave them hotel and $90 worth of food for two people. So I was, you know, I was happy with that, but still they were stuck. I think that we think Southwest is the best option because through St. Louis going to Orlando, it's a direct flight. 
And our only other direct flight is um, Frontier, which I like Frontier because it's so cheap. <laughs> yeah, and kids fly free. Like we sign up for the Club Saver and the Cub Saver program, which we did. It's a hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll book our trips based around when the kid, and, and I'm telling you, 150 bucks round trip for the whole family. Frontier's doing some flights right now from Atlanta to Orlando, $39. See, I'd go just for the day. I'd go to Magic Kingdom just for the day at that price. You can't beat that. No. Okay, so we all know why the next one is mine, because it's all about <laughs> Snow White. Um, we knew this was coming. Rachel Zegler was originally cast for the live-action Snow White, but she recently made many enemies quickly with Disney fans. She began ripping apart a movie that has been beloved for many years. Well, this week, Disney announced that Jenna Ortega, who I do love, however, I still don't think she fits the part of Snow White, um, will be playing the part of Snow White. As we head toward 2024, there have been numerous rankings indicating the most popular films that will be released next year. Earlier this year, the live-action Snow White film was atop the list for many fans, but has since descended down the list, falling behind several notable films, including Jenna Ortega's Beetlejuice 2. We will just be happy to see Snow White in the way we all remember her. Okay, so they cast someone and then they uncast them? Yes. She made some very, very derogatory comments. She got what she did. I can't believe that they uncast her. I'm glad, <laughs> but um, I that's not like Disney. Disney kind of likes to stir the pot and doesn't care a lot of times. So I'm glad that they were like, oh. They can't afford to stir the pot much more. Right. <laughs> I understand that this upset some people. The noodle people spoke up and and, and that was it. (laughs) Right. But I still say the ethnicity of a lot of characters doesn't matter. I mean, I was perfectly happy with Ariel, but the whole story of Snow White is because her skin is as white as snow. So why did they decide to cast another Latina actress? I mean, Jenna Ortega is amazing. I love her. She played Wednesday. It's a German folktale. It's a. It takes place in like the Bavarian mountains and stuff like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't. It was never, you know, by the the look of Snow White that I was upset with her being cast. It was some of the things that she was saying about yeah. how she was going to redo Snow White, right? And I was like, hmm. Like, you're not Snow White then. This is something else. Call it something else. This isn't Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This is, you know, another... I could go crazy on this topic, so I'll just stop. (laughs) (laughs) Heidi and the Woodland Creatures. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Let's play in the woods, the new movie by Disney. (laughs) But let's just have high hopes that Jenna Ortega, like I said, she's amazing. So hopefully she will be able to pull it out. And I think she will. And be a very good portrayal of Snow White. We'll see. All right, another say it ain't so. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. It would not be a rumor news show without a crazy story, right? Well, this happened at Animal Kingdom during rope drop. A rope drop can get heated. A mom and her daughter, age four, were waiting to enter Animal Kingdom. The mom was explaining to her daughter that she was going to lean up 
against a wall and they were waiting because they had been waiting for over an hour at that time. A lot of times when you rope drop, you, you rope drop the bus and you rope drop the turnstiles, then you rope drop the rope. It's a process. You'll learn. Uh, the mom was apparently tired because she had her eyes closed for a moment. And when all of a sudden there was a man, a, a guest in her face, yelling at her to get her blankety blank kid away from me. The mom was removed from the line with by cast members, tried to de-escalate the event. But by now, the mom was going off on said man. She told him that she was tired of people being rude about kids when Disney World was literally created by Walt for kids and their family. It ended with the mom saying that some sort of Disney guests are the blankety blank people on this planet. Yeah, this seems like a lot to unwrap there. Um, she was like, they were really just waiting to rope drop and she just fell asleep because, you know, we're all exhausted. I mean, that's bad, though. If she's leaning up against a wall. And then the kids, you know, jacking around with someone they shouldn't be. And the guy's like, get away from me. And then she went nuts because she's, you know, not being accountable for a child. And what was the child doing? I mean, there's no telling. It, he just said it, that the child was aggravating him. Okay. And so then he got up in her face. I didn't, I just didn't type the words. I know Matt would graciously have said them for me, but <laughs> this is a family show that I know students listen to. So I want to make sure that we. Oh no, I get it. Again. The man cussed at her in front of a four-year-old. Then she cussed back at him in front of a four-year-old. And and you know there were other kids around. Right. Shining examples of for their children and how to behave in a public setting. And that mother should have treated him like a child and just said, shame on you. Yeah. You know, without, you know, a lot of, a lot of details, it sounds like neither of them had their coffee. <laughs> and they didn't pack their patience. So shame on them both. Go home. <laughs> But I do think that when you go to Disney, you have to keep in mind that there are going to be children and that you have to give them some grace. However, if the lady was asleep and her child was just running amok. Amok! Amok, 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 amok. No. You know. I know. I, I, I try to see it both directions because let me just tell you, some of my afternoon classes run amok. Amok! Amok, 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 amok. Even though I try to get them not to. And so when that's all they've been doing all day, it's a little hard for me to rein it back in. All I can think is, wow, two people going off on each other at rope drop. Like this is not end of the night and we're watching fireworks and getting right. upset right. because we've been, yeah, we've been uh, tired all day long and we're just tapped out. This is the first thing you're doing and you're already this upset about life. Like, come on, you're at the happiest place on earth. Maybe you shouldn't have rope dropped. Maybe you should be at home in bed still. Yeah. Probably the four-year-old woke her up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, four-year-olds have far more energy than adults do, so. I just could never take a nap while my four-year-old roamed around. It says she leaned against the wall and closed her eyes. I'm like, lady, you need to be in the bed. Yeah. Maybe you should go to a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm tired all the time, but. Let's go to happier news. Happy 100th birthday to Glennis Johns. Glennis was born on October 5th, 1923, and I was happy to find out that she was still alive. She had many roles starting her career at the young age of three months old when her grandmother carried her onto the stage. Her grandmother was a famous violinist impresario, Elizabeth Steele Payne. She's most known to us as Winifred Banks, the mother in Mary Poppins. She was the grandmother in While You Were Sleeping, and she played alongside Molly Shannon in Superstar, which I did not know. And she's currently the oldest living Disney legend, and she couldn't be happier about it. And they had a picture of her celebrating her birthday, and 
that's pretty cool. So I'm guessing that Dick Van Dyke's close behind because I don't know if you guys saw that, but last week he went to the parks. Did you see that? Yes. He's he's a vampire, I swear, or a robot because he looks fantastic. He's up there waving to people, like pointing at him, like, hey, what up? Call me. Like, well, he was in a wheelchair. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair and Deborah Dan's were like giving him a private little concert. I mean, I'm sure people could see because they were behind him, but, um, there were some pictures of him standing. I think that he's able to, you know, move around some, but. He's 98, I believe. He's 98, yeah. He looks amazing, though. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So we did Julie Andrews' birthday was last week. And the kids, they're always like, I show them. If there's a dash and another date, that means they passed away. If there's not a dash and another date, then they're still living. And it says, turned 88. Yes, she's still living. What? Why is she still living? And I'm just like. Please don't tell somebody that's 88 that they shouldn't be living. Why are you still alive? They have no concept. Kids have no concept. Because the other day, one of my fifth graders asked me what year I was born. And I said, I'll never tell. Oh, good. That's what I do. That's what I do. So he was like, were you born in the 80s? And I was like, I'll never tell. And he was like, were you born in the 20s? Oh, good night. No. And then another one goes, were you born in the 1800s or the 1900s? I was like, stop. <laughs> you were closer with the 80s. End. 1842. I was born in 1842. That's what you tell them. Oh, I know that there was one that was born in 1889 that we did. And I said, y'all, this was before my great grandmother was born. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is like your great, great grandmother. So don't ask me, do I know this person? No. <laughs> these kids are funny they were listening to tisket and tasket by um jazz great lost her name female jazz great i can't think who it is right now and if i said it you guys would know exactly who i was talking about um ella fitzgerald she was singing on a bus and they're like why is the picture black and white and i said because this is what it was then was the world like that mm-hmm. yep it's very drab there was no color somebody snapped their finger and color was here <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, y'all know I love a good TikTok challenge. I'm just kidding. I don't. And I don't love these TikTok challenges that people are doing. It's ridiculous. Um, A few months ago, there was a challenge going around and it encouraged guests to unbuckle their seatbelts while they were riding on Disney rides. I did not stutter. I didn't. I didn't. That's true. They were telling people to unbuckle themselves, which I didn't even think was possible. I thought they like auto locked. That's what I thought so, too. But maybe sometimes they fail and you're supposed to just try. And if you are lucky enough to get yours unbuckled or unlucky, if you fake out the person like, oh, it is locked. But like, maybe that's what it was because you were supposed to do this challenge where you were unbuckled. So the ride suggested to do this on is blows my mind it was disney in disney's california adventure guardians of the galaxy mission breakout guys that's like you know that's the tower of terror one apparently if you unbuckle yourself on that ride you could get maximum height on the ride like uh, that is the craziest thing i've ever you're free falling why would you want to do that i i can't even these people it makes me nauseous thinking about it Yes, 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 yes. I just, 
uh, I'm like holding my seatbelt, like holding on to things because I'm scared. Like, what if it were? People are actually trying to keep themselves unbuckled. Well, as a result, of course, Disney decided to warn against this, letting them know that anyone found removing their seatbelt would be asked to leave the park. Personally, I think they should have made it a little bit more like you will be banned from the park for life. Right. Um, because that's kind of a serious thing. Uh, the last TikTok challenge encouraged guests to use an empty Pringles can. And then you could just hide your like bottles or cans of alcohol inside of that out inside of those Pringles cans. Well, of course, Disney catches on the things really fast. Um, it's they would stop. They would set uh, search the guests. And then, of course, they're going to get in trouble. Um, so here's a warning. If you're watching TikTok and TikTok is asking you to do something that you think you shouldn't be doing. Don't do it. It's ridiculous. Knock it off, TikTok. No wonder Disneyland security is so insane because they're do- all like the shenanigans they put up with on the West Coast. It's like, now I know what these guys are doing with the seatbelt thing. They're not unlocking it. I'm not going to say exactly what they're doing. So people do it. And I kind of get it because I'm an adrenaline junkie, but telling people to unbuckle themselves, they might as well just. Where's the TikTok challenge where it's like, hey, light yourself on fire? Because it's Oh, the they've same. had those before. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. How like, many Tide Pods can you I was going to say, eat a Tide Pod. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. Eat a Tide Mo- Pod. Oh, you see Tide Pods. Oh, Lord <laughs> help us. Uh, yeah, once, once you're locked in, that's why you tug on your yellow thing. It's right. locked. But uh, yeah, you should be booted if you're unlocking your, your thing. If you're not properly buckled. Putting alcohol in a Pringles can... Most of the time, they move the stuff around in your bag when they check it. Yeah, it's going to slosh. Liquid is not going to feel anything like Pringles. <laughs> no. And then you're going to get busted for having an open container. You're probably underage. Right. You know. You could lose your chance to be at Disney forever for something stupid. stupid. Yeah, get banned. Mm-hmm. That would be ugh, that's a nightmare. Right. Well, the Genie Plus service, once again, has had an issue. On Sunday, October the 8th, the service experienced a resort-wide outage. The outage caused a lot of unhappy Disney guests. Refunds were issued to guests that purchased Genie Plus. As many of you know, Genie Plus is a service that can be purchased for an additional cost to ensure that guests get the rides that they would like to ride. Prices for Genie Plus change daily. They hit a record high on the morning of October 8th with Walt Disney World Resort charging $29 for a multi-park pass. When available on Sunday morning, the Disney Genie Plus service cost $29 at Magic Kingdom, $22 at Disney's Hollywood Studios, $18 at Epcot, and $16 at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Guest relations and the kiosks throughout the four parks had very long lines. They didn't say what the problem was. It just went out and they couldn't get it back up. Yeah, like the app itself wouldn't even open up. And I mean, things happen with technology and they did offer a refund, but I can understand the disappointment. I mean, even if it worked that day, if you're a family of five, that's $150. That's a lot of money. Extra. And if you're there for seven days, that's, you know. A lot of money. Eleven, twelve hundred bucks, like. So if, if it didn't work for anybody, I am curious how the line, like how long were the lines without Genie Plus? Like were the regular standby lines more manageable? 
Well, they didn't, of course, report on that part. Um, They they said that people had to wait in the standby lines and they were mad about it, which I get. But if they got their money back, I mean, Joey still swears he has the whole math thing that he he's like, if we would get rid of it and just do standby lines, it would be better than what we're doing because we're letting this person through and then this person through and then this person it's been proven like they've done mm-hmm. the, the numbers and it, it was even shown right after the pandemic when everything was gone, wait times were magically even throughout the board. Yeah. You know? And the biggest problem is like numbers wise, I know at Buzz, it's like 10 regular standby guests for like every 50 lightning lane people. So that's, that's what slows it down. It's a, it's the lightning lane and this and that. If that all disappeared tomorrow within the week, we would see a plateau of the ride times because everyone wouldn't, oh, look, this is 10 minutes and everyone hordes over there and now right. it's seven minutes. And then it's, I don't I don't have the resource on hand, which I will find, but it's been proven that it would be a lot smoother. And we've seen yeah. it. We saw it right after the pandemic. That's why I wish I could have seen what the lines were like on October yeah. 8th mm-hmm. when it was down. It was Just pretty curious. amazing, the lines during or after the pandemic, but they they seemed so long because we had to be six feet apart. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That, like, queues were, like, 700-yard line. It was a 10-minute wait. That was... Because, like, we rope dropped seven dwarfs, and we were all the way at Gaston's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, it ended up, once they opened the queue, I think we waited 25 minutes. But you know, now in a regular line, if we were all the way there, it had been an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. I'm sure on the eighth, the longest waits were at guest services. Yeah. Probably true. Yes. Those lines were crazy. And I felt sorry for those cast members because it wasn't their fault. And I'm sure they got yelled at. It was a tech cast member's fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the festival holidays for 2023 which will start on November 24th and run through December 30th. Here are some things you can expect to see if you're going to be there. The cookie stroll is returning. You need to buy five cookies, collect stamps, run around the parks, and then you'll receive a prize, which is typically another cookie. The candlelight processional (laughs) will return with famous actors and singers narrating the stories of the birth of Jesus. Dining packages go on sale for this Tuesday, October 17th, 2023 at 6 a.m. Eastern time. I highly suggest grabbing one of those if you want to make it easy to deal with it. Otherwise, you are going to wait in the most epic line you've ever waited in. Storytellers will return to each pavilion in the World Showcase, which is really cute and lets you get a grasp of how other countries celebrate the holidays. Joyful, a celebration of the season, is returning this year featuring gospel and R&B entertainment that celebrates Christmas and Kwanzaa. Living with the Land will have their holiday overlay, which is super cool. The Olaf's Expedition Holiday Tradition Scavenger Hunt, that's a mouthful, will return, which is a fun for all ages. Signature merchandise and food booths will also be there during the festivals. It is never too late to go. Reach out to one of us for your help because uh, it's confusing, and that's what we're here for. And there's a lot. You don't want to miss it. The Christmas promos they've been thrown out have been amazing. I'm laughing at the way that you described the cookie stroll, because at first I was getting real excited and I was like, well, geez, now it doesn't sound as fun when you're like, I mean, you got to get five cookies and then guess what? You get a prize and it's another cookie. Buy five cookies <laughs> and get one free. That's not a good deal. <laughs> the thing that I think is sad about that is the other cookies look so yummy. And then they, they give you a sugar cookie and you're like, that's it. 
This is Merry Xmas. They couldn't even spell out Christmas. It's but not like they're giving you the Gideons or something. Then that would be worth it. Mm. Yeah, then I would do that. But no, no savvy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm missing that again. Someday I will see it again. Oh, actually, that's right. When I'm there for Jollywood Nights, I get to go there. I forgot. You get to go to what? Misspoke. We're going to Jollywood Nights on Saturday night, but then we're going to Epcot on Sunday that weekend. But what were you saying you were missing out on? I thought I was going to miss out on Christmas, but I forgot. I won't. Oh. I'm excited to see what that Jolly Holidays party is going to be. That's That seems mm-hmm. cool. Chrissy is determined. It is going to be awesome because it's in her favorite park. <laughs> so I say it has to be awesome for her too. Yes. Hopefully her optimism will shine through. That's right. So I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. And I also want to remind you once again that next week, starting on October 16th, is our fall break. So we will not have a formal rumors and news show. We will be throwing up clips from time to time during our trip at Disney World. But we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to have a family vacation and share magic with you, but in an easier way for us, if that makes any sense. Thank you guys for joining us. And please go on to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment. You know, it means a lot to us. Of course, we love hearing from you guys. Um, if you let us know what you want to hear more about, we would love to reshape our show to cater to your needs. And if you are interested in becoming a guest on our show, or if you have a question or comment, just text 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. And if you would like a free quote, again, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Matt, or me, Rebecca, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki, my beautiful wife, Bethany, and I will be talking about our first trip to Disneyland, our first family trip. You won't want to miss that. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Second star to the right. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. 